Hey guys, it's She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price. And today we'll be starting a 3C series <laughs> beginning with comparison. It's like a tongue twister. 3C series. Say it three times. <laughs> real fast. Real fast. So first is comparison. Second will be competition. And third will be contentment. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we feel like we have struggled with at some point part of our lives we know that we'll probably struggle with again at some part of our lives and we're excited to talk about it because one it brought us to a story in the bible where me and susan have literally been discussing how the bible actually is fun Mm -hmm. i mean it's really i know that there's all these like kind of things where it could be boring and there are some things that are just really hard to understand but then there's some stories where you're just like what the what? Yeah, like, <laughs> like how does what? that even happen? And how is that possible? And how did it make it to the Bible? Yeah. Yes. Are you sure this isn't on the big screen sitting in front of me? <laughs> yes, exactly. So today we're going to be talking about comparison. Is there ever been a time in your life that you've really compared yourself to someone else? Oh, so many times. Like, thinking back on it, I, I, I mean, I don't even know if there's one specific that stands out, but there are a lot of times that I've compared myself to other people, not as much now that I'm older. Um, and I realize the more important things in life, but it's easy for that to creep in. See, I beg to differ because I feel like it's more now because of social media. Well, that's a good point. I mean, cause you're seeing it's in your face. Yes. Like you're seeing everybody's lives. You're seeing everybody's, um, their families and this and that. And you know, everybody, we, I mean, people talk about this all the time. They only post like the good things. And so <laughs> Susan just took a sip of some apple cider and it burnt her mouth. It's a little crispy. <laughs> so, but they only talk about, you know, the good, or they only show things about the good things. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like um, it's easy to compare yourself thinking like, you don't know what happens behind the scenes. Right. You know what I mean? I've tried over the past couple of years. I mean, none of us really post like the bad stuff because then some people take that as, okay, she's definitely negative Nelly. But I have posted some pictures before of like, you know, we do not have it all together, yeah. you know, and kind of given those titles or descriptions or whatever you call it, uh, captions. Yeah. Um, and just being like more transparent with it because it's, it's the truth. Like there's one, um, what do you call them? Like, not really celebrity, but people on Instagram that you follow. It caught my eye, and she was showing, like, her postpartum stomach. And she's uh-huh. like, this is real life. Like, let any celebrity tell you that they have a flat stomach one yeah. week after childbirth. Because they don't. She's like, this is real. This is me. This is the stretch mark. She was like, I'm going to work my butt off to get where I want to be at. Yeah. But I'm human just like y'all are. And that, for me, was huge because you don't see that often. Well, it's that I think transparency is really honestly what people are looking for a lot of. I mean, anytime that um, someone is transparent and saying like, this is what I struggle with, or these are the kind of things, like people are drawn to that Mm -hmm. because it's real life. Like it's not, hey, this is a show. Um, But it, I mean, it's, hey, me too. You know, like those, those kind of instances. So I think... I think we can all get wrapped up in some mm-hmm. comparison at some point, especially when the rea- you know we see so much of that in front of our faces with yeah. social media now. I mean, when I you know we didn't have that to face, especially our kids. I think about mm-hmm. our kids. Like 
these teenagers and stuff now with having so much stuff that, that, you know, on their phones that they can look at other people's lives all the time. Like, I mean, how depressing, That's honestly. what I was about to say. It'll bring you down quickly, and especially for teenagers because they're like, well, Mom, I want this, and I want this. And you're like, we can't afford that. Yeah. You know, well, such and such has it. And, you know, then it becomes, you know, the competitive side, and you're comparing, and you're trying to figure out so sad. how you can be like them. And it really, I think it definitely social media can be used for good things, but it, it can be very negative. It is. And I don't want to say it's just for it, but I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, now – because um, I love, like, being able to share things yeah. and all that. But, you know, and it's a wonderful place to have, like, a platform, to, especially to share about Christ or how he's yeah. worked in your life. I mean, I think that is amazing. But I also think that it can be used to, if you're not careful, to, and it can be really detrimental to almost like your mental health, you know? Oh, absolutely. I definitely agree. Um, so the story that we want to talk about to put into perspective of this comparison is the story of Leah and Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> and we read this today and we're like, this is a little risque. It like, really is. <laughs> so the story of Leah and Rachel, basically <clears throat> Jacob comes and, um, into town <laughs> and, um, he, I guess it's, is it Laban, Laban, Laban? I said Laban, but Laban. I'm probably saying there it wrong. Go. No, that's probably right. Laban. Um, and you can find this as Genesis 29, but we're going to kind of summarize it. But Jacob comes into town and um, Laban was Jacob's uh, uncle. And we've got Leah and Rachel who are Laban's daughters. Well, first Jacob was introduced to Rachel when they were at the well and she brought the sheep Mm -hmm. um, to get water. And... um, she was beautiful. Rachel was gorgeous, like a 10 out of a 10, I guess. I don't Just know. 10.5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel was gorgeous, and Jacob wanted to marry Rachel. And um, so anyways, with that being said, we see in Scripture 2917, and it says Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. And so this is where we kind of pull out of the story. And we're going to pull out the three C's in this story. So the comparison, um, the competition, and the contentment. But this is where we see the comparison. Mm -hmm. So we're comparing these two girls' beauty, I feel like. Um, And kind of what we were just talking about a minute ago is kind of, can you imagine someone, you know, referring to you like, she looks like this, but this person looks like, you know what I mean? Like, and being sisters, like how detrimental to your self-esteem, like just all those kind of things. I feel like um, comparison could just really be a bad, evil thing that you allow it to come in. Yeah, I mean, it definitely messes with your mind, and it's hard to get that out if it ever creeps in. And, you know, my thing reading it, I was like, okay, so Jacob immediately compared the two. You know, she has dark eyes, and then Rachel's beautiful. Yeah. And, I mean, could you imagine being Leah standing there and, and feeling like, okay, well, obviously he's drawn to my sister Rachel. Yeah. And here I am. He's not attracted to me. Like, how, I mean, how would that make you feel? I mean, I'm sure. I mean, if it were me, just yeah. in all honesty, I, I would probably go somewhere and cry. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just so sad when well, I think of it that way. Well, the big thing, too, is, is that 
Leah was older than Rachel. And I guess Laban tells us later on that um, in their town, Mm -hmm. you know, you're supposed to marry the older one first. The older one gets married first. And so they end up doing like a switcheroo because Jacob wants to marry Rachel first. But um, dad sends Leah in and he ends up sleeping with Leah and marrying Leah. In my mind, (laughs) I'm like... Okay, well, how did he not know it was a different woman? Did they not have lights? But obviously, they didn't. This in Bible times, you know. That was my mind first because we're living in different days. And then I was like, her face was covered. Yes, her face was covered. She had dark eyes. That's probably why I didn't see her. But I mean, and then I'm like, why would he not just have been upfront and honest with him from the get go? Yeah. Like, okay, well, you have to marry the oldest first in order to have the youngest. I don't know. Maybe because he didn't think that he would actually stay because of Lear, Lear, Leah's <laughs> statue or something. I don't know. So you make you the know? man work for seven years, yeah. do all this work to have your daughter Rachel, and then you sneak Leah in on him. He sleeps with her and wakes up the next morning to be like, you are not Rachel. I thought you were watching a soap opera. It is. I'm telling you, it should be on like the big screen TV. This is crazy. I would um, be angry. I mean, he was misled. <laughs> I feel like comparing ourselves to someone or something is almost like a letdown to God. Because if you think about it in the way of he created us, mm-hmm. he made us, he knew us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. Like he knew our calling, he knew our purpose, he knows all about us more than we'll ever even know about ourselves. For us to then take who we are and say, but I'd rather be that mm-hmm. or that looks better um, is almost kind of like a shot in the gut to God, really. Yeah. I mean, he created you exactly the way you are. And yeah. so when we're sitting there picking ourselves apart, you know it breaks his heart. But, yeah, I mean, it definitely a kick to the gut because it's like I designed you to be the way you are. And in my eyes, you're beautiful. Man, so I think my question is, and a lot of people's questions are that do have that, maybe they have a tro- uh, trouble or they have a problem comparing themselves to others or – um, what, what do you do? Like, how do you step out of that? Oh, that's a good deep question. I mean, one prayer, obviously you would have to go to God in prayer because without it, you're not going to get any step farther, but you have to set your mind on positive things, obviously. But, and I don't know. I think you have to restrict yourself. One, I think that, like, if you see that there's a problem, you have to step out of that problem. Okay. So, whatever it is. So, for instance, if it, like, if it was social media, if you see that there's a problem and you're starting to compare yourself at it, then maybe you need to take a break. You know what I mean? That's true. Or unfollow the person. Right. But with that person comes other people. So, it's not just one person. Yeah. Well, because it's a hard issue with you. It's not technically a hard issue. Yeah. So, I mean. So, fasting from it. Right. I think fasting would be a good thing. I also think that you need to know what God has claimed over you and, like, what he feels about you. Because I feel like sometimes it's easy for us to say, like, God formed us in our mother's womb. You're worthy. You're loved. Yes. But do you really know the extent of that? Like, do you know what he says and what he's claimed and how how worthy and how loved you really are. You know, Mm -hmm. like, and I don't think you know that unless you study it. Right. Honestly. Uh, And you, you got to think, growing up, you spent so much time um, in school and with other people and seeing things. And and, And even now, if you spend so much time looking at something, and you're not looking at the right things, mm-hmm. then you're going to start having these feelings, you know? 
growing it's, about that. So, I mean, I feel like those are kind of steps. Like, if you're having a problem with it, then, like, remove yourself from it, maybe. Fast from it. Get away from it. Um, and it's not forever. You don't have to. But just to make yeah. yourself healthy. Because God, I don't think, wants us to feel that we're any less or right. anything like than somebody else. No, he doesn't want us to feel less than. And we're not less than just because, you know, someone else is totally different from us. Or it may be that, you know, financially they're doing well and you're over here struggling to make a paycheck. And I think that we compare, you know, obviously the size of our homes, our cars, our yeah. beauty, you know, all the things, even others, other people's kids to our kids. And like, well, I wish I could do that for That's my kid. That's a good one, yes. And so in those situations too and it may be within your group of friends not that that friend's in the wrong but sometimes I think you have to distance yourself from those relationships too sometimes to work on your heart to be able to you know be okay to be around it again if that makes sense well I think yeah you're right because I I feel like a lot of this stuff is it's heart issues inside of us and honestly sometimes we have to almost um I mean, to cleanse ourselves from those things, mm-hmm. um, it's almost something that's necessary, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's just not from comparison, you know, we'll also talk about it, but it's, it's to get content and yeah. to, um, to also not compete with others, you know? Yeah. You know, it, I mean, it can even be in innocent ways, you know, other people's like talents and gifts that God's given them. Yeah, like that's you can good, yeah. totally look at that and be like, well, I, why don't I have that? Or uh-huh. this person's really good with their words. And it's like, I want to write like that, but I can't like that. Yeah. That's not what my gift is. Or I want to sing like that. I mean, I want to sing, but I can't sing. So Girl, I talk about it all the time. Like God gave me, a, I'd be belting that. <laughs> They'd be like, you need to be, you need to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that talent either. So I mean, like, there are so many things that we compare ourselves, even even good things that God has blessed, like spiritual gifts. Like, there's so many that I would love to have, but obviously, that's not what He's blessed me with. Yes. You know, we all have our own gifts. Yes. Well, it's easy. I feel like, you know, sometimes I have been, this is a good one because I'm too much. (laughs) This is, this is a good one because I've heard so many people talk about it and it's prayer. So many people I have heard, we would be like, people would hold hands, we'd get in a pray, like praying in a group and they're like, I I just can't pray out loud. Like you're just the, you know, not me in general. Mm -hmm. They're talking about someone else. Like you just pray so well and, and all this other stuff. And it's like, no, like you can. Just talk to God. That's what that is. But I think that's where we, in the reality, get into like, I'm comparing how I pray to how you pray, but our prayers are different and God Mm -hmm. hears everybody's Mm -hmm. prayers. And I think that that, that's what's important to know is that it doesn't matter if you say, dear Jesus, I need help to shout in the name of the Lord and speak in a tongue. I mean, he hears all of our prayers. So that's a good one. I've been there on the other end of that, like scared to pray in front of people, but listening to other people and being like, I want to pray out loud, but I don't, God doesn't like, like, I don't speak those words like that. Like the big sophisticated words. Yeah. I learned, like, the the pastor was like, you don't have to use any big words. Like, Uh just talk. It's a conversation with God. And, you know, obviously, that is one of my favorite things to do is pray for people and Mm -hmm. pray over people. But it's scary in the beginning. But when you step out of that and you, like, you know, you're able to walk away from it. You feel better because you're praying over these people. You're praying for people. And there's something powerful about unity and prayer, too. Oh, girl, yes. And, you know, I used to get, I think about it, I used to get so nervous when I started, like, 
I would get my hands would start sweating and I'm like oh my goodness like I don't even know these big old <laughs> words to be frank you know yep. and but I feel like over time it's almost one of those things like you practice you mm-hmm. do you pray and, and the more you pray and the more that you fellowship and worship with God like that is it's he just flows it's like natural. so yeah and 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 it takes that one time of stepping out you know mm-hmm. But it's easy to compare yourself, especially, I mean, there's some people I can think of right off the top of my head. I won't name names, but I'm like, man, they are a prayer mm-hmm. warrior, you know? But it's the funny thing is, is they could be thinking the same thing about you and you don't even know it. Right, you know? right. <laughs> because we're too busy comparing ourselves. Yes. Absolutely. That is so true. Um, going back to the story a little bit, I'm going I'm to share something that stuck out to me. Yes. Um, and it's, I'm trying to find the verse that it was in. So it starts with Genesis 30. Uh-huh. Um, we'll start in 14. So it says, um, one day during the wheat harvest, Reuben found some mandrakes growing in a field and brought them to his mother, Leah. Rachel begged Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah angrily replied, wasn't it enough that you stole my husband? Now you will steal my son's mandrakes too. Rachel answered, I will let Jacob sleep with you tonight if you give me some of the mandrakes. And so for me, I don't know why this stood out so much, but I'm like, okay, she's getting angry. She's snipping at her. And she is like, is it not enough that you've already stole my husband? Yeah. And so immediately in my mind, I'm like, all right, so she's comparing herself right now because she's obviously upset that she's with her husband more Uh than he's spending that time with her. And I looked up mandrakes and apparently it's some kind of uh, fertility power back in the day Uh and it could induce love or conception. Yep. And that's, it was like superstitious. There's no known proven fact that that's what it did. But both of them were there, obviously, for the same reason. Yeah. And so, you know, and she wanted to be pregnant. You know, Rachel didn't have any kids at that point in time. And Leah had been blessed with children. And, you know, obviously, it was almost like, well, for Leah, you've had children with them. But Rachel hasn't. And so there you are in that comparison state, too, because you've already taken my husband from me. And what more do you want? (laughs) When you're in that, it made the anger part is what stuck up to me. Because if you think about it, when we do start comparing ourselves to others, it causes other feelings inside of us Mm -hmm. that we aren't supposed to have, which is like angry. We're angry because our lives don't look like that. Um, we're depressed. Or we're depressed or we're sad or um, whatever. Bitter. Yes. All of those things come to mind when, and I think that, you start to get consumed by those feelings versus like being happy where you are. We have to definitely focus on the higher power and we have to learn to find that gratitude and what he's blessed us with yeah. at the end of the day, no matter if it's very little, like there's something that we have a blessing from him from and it just finding the, the gratefulness in those small things, I think allows us to find the gratefulness in the big things. And it, it helps us not compare ourselves a little bit, yeah. I, I feel like, in the long run, when you're working on your own life and relationship and, and thankfulness. I agree. You know what stuck out to me in Scripture is when he said that he um, loved Rachel more than Leah. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. But also, I feel like, taking it back to God is like basically when we're comparing ourselves to others is we're basically saying like, Hey, God loves them more than me Mm -hmm. because they have this or I don't, or their life looks like this and Mm -hmm. mine doesn't like, I feel like that's like a slap in the face, kind of like a hit in the gut. What I said earlier, you know, because Mm -hmm. we're, we're basically heartbreaking him Mm -hmm. from comparing ourselves and basically saying, I think he loves, he loves them more than that. He loves me. Like, why don't I have it? 
That is true. I didn't think about that from yeah. that, that point of view, but that definitely stands out now that you've brought that up. But you know, like there's another side of comparison too that we probably don't think about as much. And that's sometimes I feel like if we are being very blessed, we can compare ourselves to other people and it can get go to our heads and we feel like we're better than them and compare ourselves in that way. Like they have little, like I have much more mm-hmm. and not necessarily anybody indirectly, right. but like if we're not careful, mm-hmm. that sneaks into other stuff. And then we're comparing, thinking we're better than. Yeah, that's good. That's a good realization that I think that in the moment, it's easy for us to basically like get in to the comparison routine mm-hmm. and not even realize we're there. Yeah. And so I feel like that we should be almost consistently or more persistently stepping back and saying like let me give myself a soul check let me you know see if I'm falling into any of these categories if there's something I need to do to make sure my heart is right um I think that that would almost be like something that we should be doing more on a regular basis mandatory like a heart check like God please point out anything in me that I am guilty of doing yeah. that I may cause hurt to other people or, or cause them to question their own self or their worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but in return also, you know, help me to build my confidence more yeah. and, and to find my beauty and satisfaction in you and, and not other people and, and being caught up in the comparison. Help me to know what you say about me yes. and not what the world says about me. Help me to know, you know, your truth my, of your words. Yes, absolutely. I and all that's so. in scripture. Yeah. And so maybe it's something that we need to write on the mirror that we can look at every morning mm-hmm. or post it note in our car, you know, like just having that reminder throughout the day to be able to look at it when we're feeling down or we find ourselves comparing ourselves to somebody else and just saying, all right, we got to do a heart check. Yes. Let me just read this scripture that I know what God tells me. Yeah. You know what, and I think, too, is that we have to go to God first, mm-hmm. but I also think that you need people to, like, to be able to confess, like, hey, man, this is what I'm going through right now, and I'm not really sure why I'm feeling like this right now, but could you help me? Could you mm-hmm. point me to what I need to, to read or what I, you know, I feel like you need those people that you know will be honest, mm-hmm. that you know will give you good godly wisdom. Like, you need those people, too, to help you walk through some things like that, especially if it's deep. I mean, comparison can come from generational stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I can, you know what I just thought off at the top of my head? What? When I was a teenager, we didn't have a ton of money. Like in Abercrombie and Fitch, Fitch, (laughs) is it Fitch or Fitch? I don't remember. Fitch. Okay, Fitch. I just remember it was so daggone expensive. Yeah, it was. But anyways, they were, it was so popular to have. Like it was, it, like everybody had Abercrombie. Well, one year for Christmas, I was like, I want one outfit from Abercrombie and Fitch. My mom was like, I can only afford one outfit. So like, that's the only outfit that you get. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I can remember to a T, how funny is that? Exactly what that outfit looked like. I think Aww. I kept it for like five years afterwards. Still in your closet. No, I don't have it now. <laughs> I think the buttons fell off. It was oh. like, so I had like these. Green cargo pants, like, yeah, baggy pants. And then it was, like, this tighter white raglan shirt with, like, these bluish gray sleeves. And then it probably said Abercrombie and Fitch on it. I don't know. It's still in style today. Yeah. yeah. I probably, if I still had it, I yeah. probably could wear it. I don't know. I probably would not go out of the house with Abercrombie and Fitch <laughs> But anyway, so I got that outfit. And I was so excited about the outfit. And I can remember a girl came over to my house. And she went in my closet. And she was like, this is all you have. 
And oh, no. it devastated me. And I can remember thinking, like, comparing, like, well, she has a nicer house. Like, she's got a lot more clothes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, to the obviously, that was detrimental. Because I still think I can think about that one time yeah. that someone said something to me. And then I compared it. Like, compared how I, like, you know, oh, my goodness, this is where we live. And this is yeah. what we have. And we don't have, you know. And it, I mean, I think about it. I'm like, how sad but it's true and then to think about now if we don't do those heart checks like we were just talking about these are things that happened forever ago but it Mm -hmm. could be a reason that I think something you know it could be something that comes back up because of that if you're not constantly checking your heart that's so true I I laugh because I thought of the story I'm gonna share real quick I had a boyfriend in my freshman year of high school and we lived in a trailer park and Girl, me too. Yes, so it's okay. we're in the trailer hood. And I sure. Uh, hey, I would still have a piece of land <laughs> with a double light on it any day. Like, yeah. love it. It's not, I mean, yeah, so. I was so embarrassed by it. And he didn't know where I lived at. And his mom had taken us to the movies one night. And when she went to take me home, I tried to beg my mom to pick me up. And she's like, I'll take you home. It's fine. Well, my grandparents lived on the same road. So I had him take me to my grandparents' house. Then I called my mom and was like, they dropped me off here. I, I need to get home. Well, why did they drop you off there? I, I don't know. Like, I tried to make up this big lie. And it was all because I was too embarrassed for them to drop me off at my trailer house. And But it all, because they had this big two-story house yeah. on a different side of town. And so it's like comparison. Like, I'm comparing what wow. they have to what I have. And it's something so silly. But even back then, I wouldn't have thought of comparison. But looking back on it now with you sharing that story. Yeah. I mean, we, it and it. It affects us. Like, it really comes to our nerves. Well, and it honestly just makes me think even more about how our kids these days. Obviously, this is when we were younger. Mm -hmm. The root of comparison came when we were, like, younger and we saw other people with things or Mm -hmm. better things or whatever it is. You know, it came then. And you think about now with the kids, teenagers and stuff, having access, how much probably more they're dealing with that route of comparison, you know, uh-huh. it's kind of, I, I mean, I'm speaking from knowing that I have a teenager mm-hmm. and I really haven't thought about it in this concept of going, man, she's probably dealing with that a lot more than yeah. I think she is. It's probably a conversation we should have with our kids. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you see like your kids want some mom can, I want this for my birthday or I want this for Christmas. And you're like, do you realize these tennis shoes are $150? But what reality is everybody else at school has them. So yeah. they want them. And so it's a comparison thing. It's a popularity thing. And it's, it's a, it turns into a contest. Well, it's almost explaining to them what something like that can do to your heart. Mm-hmm. I think that, that would be the big thing yeah. is us knowing it ourselves as adults, but also explain it to our kids like, hey, being stuck in something like comparison can make you angry, can make yeah. you bitter, can make you depressed, can make you sad just because you're allowing something to come into you that's not supposed to be there. Right. You know? That's true. So, I mean, we could go on and on about yeah. this. There's so many things with comparison that I don't think we see on a daily basis that really affect us. And we, until later on in life, we don't really look back on it and, and like, think about it, how yeah. it affected us. But truly, it will rot our soul away, too. Yes. That's <sighs> so good. Well, guys, we hope that you enjoyed the podcast on comparison. And we honestly cannot wait to come back and share the competition side Mm -hmm. of it and the contentment side of it. Because truly, you know, we all walk through these things, I feel like. And it's just nice to hear, like, 
that someone else has been there or bits and pieces of a story of like how how do you how do you get out of it like what do you do mm-hmm. and so um we love that you guys are sharing this journey with us like yeah. we've said before and we hope that you join us next week yes and i mean we definitely feel that everything is relatable to scripture too i mean yes you've gone through it you're dealing with it it's in the word so we're going to do our best to share it all with you as much as we can that's right so we will no, we won't see you next week. We'll <laughs> talk to you through your speaker next week. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.